let's begin. Blank paper and pen, stories to tell, battles to win. Deep breath and count to ten. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. All right, and welcome into the Sit Up Podcast. I am your producer, Andrew Morgan, right alongside the man you came here to see, Dr. Leroy Barber. Is it Dr. Reverend Leroy Barber? Like, how many titles do you like me to put in it when I introduce your name, man? How about just how about just Leroy? I mean, I'm I'm cool with that. Although well, he, there is there there is the doctor in there, but okay. you know, we'll 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 forego that. Well, here's here's <laughs> one of the other names that they like to give you sometimes, Dr. Angry. Leroy Barber. Like they like to call you angry black man, Leroy Barber. And we're going to get into that here in a little bit. Uh, while you're getting ready and you're sharing this and you're letting your friends know that the sit up podcast is live right now and you're sharing the link. I want you to know what the sit up podcast stands for. It, the S is sports. The I is innovation. The T is theology. That's right. We talk a little church up in here and the ugly. <laughs> we got a lot of ugly today. The ugly is the injustices of this world. And the P is you. That is public discourse. We want to hear from you and know what you've got to say about some of these subjects. The Sit Up Podcast can be found. Uh, the audio version of the podcast can be found when we do interviews and other things on Anchor, um, iTunes, all the places you can find a podcast. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. Coming up and just giving you like a little bit of an idea of some of the things that we're working on. Uh, we've got some really fun guests that we are, we're going to be putting on the audio podcast for a new season. We typically do that when we're out traveling and about. And guess what? It's about that time again. So we're going to be getting some people uh, coming up next month. But we're going to give you a little bit more information about that because that's tied in with the Voices Conference, this, uh, which is coming up really soon. So with all that being said, let me tell you a little bit about what we got going on today. Of course, we're going to get into our shout out Saturdays, which is our mm -hmm. favorite thing to do, where we talk about some of the positive things going on in and around our country with our people. And it's not just new stuff. Anytime we find a positive story and we love public discourse on this. So if you got something positive that you want to shout out, definitely put it in the comments and we will make sure that it gets shouted out uh, very loud. So. Uh, we're going to talk about LeBron James's tweet and uh, him deleting his tweet and the response that some mm -hmm. people have had. Jason Whitlock and Stephen A. Smith are some of the more notable names that have had some some things to say about LeBron and some some things that support LeBron. So we're going to talk about that. We also are going to mention some of the different things that are going on in around the country as far as gun control, Derek Chauvin and a bunch of other things. But here's how we're going to filter a large part of uh, the show later on. It's a new segment and I don't want to give it away right now, but it's in the title, but there's a new segment coming because you know what? Sometimes you just got to lean into, you know, uh -uh. What, what they say about you, you know, and just That's like, right. you know, maybe That's it's right. true. So Let's we got to take uh, it on. Yeah. And then we're going to give you a little bit of 411 before we get out of here about the voices conference, which is coming up and a lot of the other good things that's going on in and around Voices. So we've got a really, really good show for you. But before we get started with today's show, Dr. Reverend Angry Black Man Leroy Barber, how you been doing, man? It's been a while. It's been a long time. Oh, man, it's been a while and uh, a lot's going on and uh, um, excited about today's show. We're going to do our shout outs, but then we're going we gonna, we gonna to just get down in this, man. I, You know, um, uh, I I want to I want to embrace this idea that I'm angry. I think I, I, I like 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 I, I don't I don't feel it's wrong to be angry. 
I, th- I think we need to embrace it and we need to find out why people are angry. Right. Um, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't know if we jumping right into that, but that's where I want to, that's where I want to center today's show. Like I'm mad, I'm angry and, uh, and, and, and I'm not going to apologize for it. And we just, we gonna, we're going to embrace that today uh, okay. and look into uh, why, why that is. All right. So we got, we got our new segment on the way we got, I am angry. So Leroy's going to break that down here a little bit, but you got to stay tuned for that one. Keep it here and, and share and, and tell, you know, because we want you to participate in that segment. If there's something out there that you're angry about, we want to hear about it. But here at the Sit Up Podcast, we are about some positive things. And these are the things that don't really make us angry. I've got a few stories that we do this thing called Shout Out Saturday, where we talk about the positive things that are going on in and around different communities, your community. If we mm-hmm. find a positive story, we try to talk about it. And one of the things that I want to talk about is, and this is just a quick story. It's just a headline I'm going to give you. I'm not going to go through the whole entire story, but I'm going to kick it off with, uh, this is a story from February that I saw, I found uh, when I was looking for positive stories. A Kenyan woman finds a way to recycle plastic into bricks that are stronger than concrete. Now, think about this. <laughs> wow. You know, and, and, and I, I love bringing up these type of stories from uh, from the continent of Africa where black women are doing these things because the 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 stereotype or the image that is typically out there is not really a positive or accurate image. When people hear of Kenya, they still think of this this place that's not advanced and it doesn't you know, like there's no technology there. And unfortunately, you know, like we've been inundated with these negative stereotypes and images. Meanwhile, um, a name I can't, I can't really uh, pronounce her name, and I don't want to be disrespectful. Uh, but this young, uh, this woman, this brilliant woman, uh, creates a plastic brick. Now, can you imagine what could we could possibly do? You know, as far as you know, helping environmental stuff, right? To recycling yeah. and then the plastic, yeah, yeah. And yeah. what that means to be able to just to get fifteen hundred, you know, bricks together to build you know, a house or something of that nature that's going to be strong enough to stand up. Like, that's a positive story. And we just want to shout out the the innovative scientific women out there that are doing some really great things in the science industry uh, globally, not just here in the U.S. Um, another shout out uh, that we've got on the list for today that uh, is a local one, man. And this story is a little bit, it's a few weeks old, but I ran across this one, man. Uh, Damian Lillard is helping build an all abilities. He's uh, funding an all abilities playground here in Portland. And that's basically a playground where, you know, children of, you know, in wheelchairs, children of all Mm -hmm, abilities mm -hmm, will mm -hmm. be able to play on this playground. There will be no one left out or left behind, which is typically, you know, when you think of uh, playgrounds in the past, it's always been monkey bars and all these other different things. And now we've got somewhere every child, we're going to have something in our area where every child is going to be able to participate. So shout out to Dame for that one. That's a really big one, man. Well, how do you feel about that? Have you ever seen that before? Well, you know, there's, there, there, there's, um, there's been some playground stuff, right? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I can't think of it. I'll, I'll think of the name of the uh, boom or not boom. Um, anyway, there's a group that has, that has funded playgrounds. Right. Uh, but I hadn't heard uh, specifically of what Dame's doing. And so uh, let's, let's shout out to this, this black man who's a baller thinking about um, 
uh, uh, disabilities and, and abilities and how, how that, uh, how we can, uh, how we can get involved in that. So cool. Hey, I got a shout out that, that might be, might be, might be cool uh, uh, for now. Um, uh, Carol Horn. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, she's a, uh, female black officer, uh, in Buffalo and she fought to get some laws, po- um, posted about, uh, holding cops accountable. So we're going to shout her out cause we may not sound like we're friendly to police later. So well, let's, let's well, shout her out right now. Let me tell you, let me tell you a little bit of backstory on this one, man, because this story I've been following for about 10, about 10 years now. When the first time I heard of it. Um, she was fired for standing up. The officer, white, a white male was, he was using force, way too much force. She Mm -hmm. steps in, gets, uh, the person out of the chokehold. The cop then gets up, hits her in the face. She was later fired for interfering with an arrest. And so after being fired from the Buffalo police department, she began Mm -hmm. To, uh, you know, to to basically she has spent the last 15 years fighting not to be reinstated, but to basically say, okay, you people need to be held accountable. That same officer that she pulled off of that young man um, went on. He's in jail now. And he went on to actually uh, commit multiple other crimes against citizens during arrest. And so, yes, shout out to uh, I believe it's Coriel uh, Law, which is in Buffalo. Um You know, but we need more laws like that, because the thing that she points out in this story that I love is that she always points out that it's a part of the oath that they take. But this actually makes it like where, you know, like, for example, with the Derek Chauvin case, that means all of those other officers would have also been charged with some Mm. level of negligence uh, just on the, you know, or, or if not at the same level as the person committing the crime. Can you picture accountability? On that level, if other cities pick up that that same right. type of, of feeling, man. So. Right. And, and as usual, a black woman, woman yes. of color, stepping <laughs> up, right? It's, getting it done, speaking truth, right? Putting their bodies and lives on it and livelihood on the line yeah. uh, to make things better, right? Yes. And uh, a story that's not not lifted up and told as much as it should be and how how black women and women of color step into these spaces all the time, right? Yeah. And And... Uh, 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 typically they lose something for doing that. Right? Yes. Uh, so, yeah. so yeah, good S- shout out. Speaking of which the WNBA had a huge part in what we saw take place in Georgia and what we took, mm-hmm. saw take place mm-hmm. with the election. And so because of that, we want to celebrate them big time this year, this season on the sit up podcast, you will see a lot more of us talking about WNBA action and the different things that are going to take place. And we're going to start by letting you know, May 14th, they're going to be kicking off uh, the WNBA season. What I am proposing to you, Leroy, is that I propose we have some tailgates. Like we, if you, I say we, we pull out the language, we pull out the grill. We do what we got to do to celebrate and bring some fun and some action to the WNBA. Um, I went to go buy me an Aces jersey the other day and I realized they didn't quite have any available in, in my size. So I'm either going to have to lose weight to get me an Aces jersey <laughs> or I'm at the way today. They make a few sizes bigger. But I, hey, let's let's let, this is a good league. We need to rock with them. I have my favorite team, which is the Aces. I have my favorite player in uh, 
it, it's, it's it bounces back between Asia Wilson and, and uh, Liz Cambage. But well, well, you know, second pick of the WNBA draft went to the ATL and they picked up Ari McDonald. So yes. uh, so, yeah, baby, uh, we're going to be pulling for the ATL this year, bro, because uh, she's a baller. And uh, I like what she did. I like what she stands for. So, so that makes you and I going to be going at it a little bit. But that's so cool. yeah, you tell me in the comments who you are going to be rooting for. Let us know when you watch this. Like, if you, I, I suspect we're going to have a few Seattle Storm fans in in you know in this group of people. But for me, like I said, I used to be a Tulsa Shock fan when the Tulsa Shock left and became the Wings. I want nothing to do with them. I'm still bitter about that. But uh, but. Hey, I love the Las uh, Las Vegas Aces. So that's mm. my team. So shout out to the WNBA. They're doing some big things and they always lead the way when it comes to some of these issues of social justice and different things that are going on in and around. I, oh, I stand corrected. She was the third pick in the draft. The second pick in the draft was a young lady uh, named Awakier. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's playing overseas and she's a baller, man. Second pick in the draft and she's dunking. Yeah. So, so so it's going to be a good season. Yeah. May 14th, right? Yes, May 14th. And I you know, I don't want to prolong this, but I want to bring this up because we do talk sports a little bit, right? Here cuz we're sports. I disagree with Shaq when he keeps saying, I feel like it's disrespectful when he says it. He keeps saying that they should lower the rim and that would make the game different. No. I say not because we've got it's enough action. We don't need to lower the rim. That's an argument we need to have on here one day. We need to get someone on here to argue with us something like just because it's just a, to me, it's an ignorant point. But I like to always just bring up that like this game is fun just the way it is. All right, man. So you ready for the main some of the let's main do topics? It, man. Let's do it. Let's get let's get this. Let's let's get this thing rolling, man. All right. So before we get into our angry segment, we got this main talking point, which can it can cause a little bit of anger here and there. I'm going to play a little bit of devil's advocate here in a little bit, uh, but I want to give you a little bit of a rundown. Uh, LeBron James deleted a tweet. The tweet was really simple. It was the face of the officer uh, who uh, killed, uh, what was the young lady's name? Makaya. Makaya. So he tweeted his face, you know, a picture of him, and it said, your next hashtag accountability. Now, we obviously know that that's referring to, you know, the, people are still hype off of the same you know, this is the same day Derek Chauvin's found guilty on three charges. So right. when he's saying you're next, he's saying, hey, you know, you're not going to get off for this. He later on deletes it, deletes the tweet for multiple reasons, mainly citing he didn't have all. Um, he didn't really think and see how much hatred that one tweet was going to cause. And once he began to see that pattern of of how much hate it was, it was bringing up and how people were misquoting it and taking it out of context. He took it down. Um, He also noted that, you know, that he didn't have all the full facts, but that was not his main point. The main thing was facts or no facts. He didn't like the result of what what was happening. So um, the backlash from Jason Whitlock, Marcellus Wiley and other commentators and just in general, Fox News people and other people, who love to criticize LeBron James is that it was irresponsible uh, regardless of people may know in the context, not everyone would understand the context of your next. It would seem like it was a threat toward the officer and that LeBron, this is further proof that LeBron needs to shut up and just dribble 
Now, Stephen A. Smith admits, hey, LeBron's off on this. He probably should have, you know, worded that better, maybe waited off on it. But even with all that being said, Stephen A. Smith furthers the conversation and changes the narrative from being about LeBron to saying, this is just another example of America's need to demonize black people, specifically black men. So Stephen A. has some interesting topics on this. So I want to start by asking you this question, Leroy. First and foremost, when it comes to the tweet itself, where are you at on that? Um, I, don't, I don't have a problem with LeBron tweeting out. LeBron um, is uh, uh, proving himself to be um, more um, social justice minded than many other basketball players before him. Right. Uh, of his notoriety. Right. Uh, stuff that Jordan did can't even hold a can like like it doesn't measure up to, to what LeBron is doing. So if LeBron is trying to set a tone, then he's trying to set a tone. Right. I don't think he should have. I don't think he should have pulled it down. If he had reasons why he did that, keep going with the thing that you're trying to set the 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 tone you're trying to build, right? And I and I'm I'm all for that. And he starts his tweet off with the idea that he's angry, right? Yeah. And I think, and this is where we want to we want to settle settle in today. If LeBron is angry, uh, that. It, that becomes the underlying uh, criticism, right? That you as an NBA player, a person with so many endorsements, blah, 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 you can't appear angry. Yeah. Right. And I have a big problem with that. And, and today's, today's show, man, we're going we gonna to dive into this, this piece about being angry. And, and I am angry, and I am okay with being angry. Um, and I want to give permission today for people to be angry. It is, oh, you, we have stuff to be angry about, right? Um, and so for me, uh, the week started, just, let's just, you know what? I'm going to frame this in one week's time. One week, right? So a week ago, my son has a, a racial incident trying to be on vacation, right? On vacation, right? Uh, runs up to in an incident in a hotel with uh, a racist assistant GM. Right. That leads to us having to do some organizing and and call those folks accountable and shout out to everybody around the country that jumped on and made something happen in that incident. Right. So. So that's how the week starts. Then we have the truck, the verdict coming right uh, for uh, uh, the killer of of George Floyd. Right. Um, uh, Chauvin. And then we we wait. Right. Like. In the midst of waiting for that and watching over two weeks time, right, all that's happened. Watch a defense lawyer uh, spend hours, literally hours and hours and hours, right, uh, uh, trying uh, to, to paint a picture of George Floyd that had nothing to do with the nine minutes and 29 seconds that Chauvin's knee was on George Floyd's neck, right? Uh, so we're, we're sitting through that for two weeks. We're waiting for a verdict. Uh, uh, even with all this evidence, you know, Van Jones said this before the verdict came out. He's like, even with all these evidence, 
we are still afraid to hope. Right. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen because of history. Right. So so the verdict happens. We get a moment of reprieve. I took my moment. Right. I waved my flag. I, I threw out some barbecue. I like but like within that same day, we get the news of Micaiah Bryant getting killed. Right. By police. Right. Uh, Adam Toledo. Right. We're talking about a week's time. Right. Of all this stuff happening. And us getting video and other news, we should be angry. It's I'm angry. I'm angry at this. I'm angry at how these things are handled. I'm angry at the police uh, and their lack of accountability. Um, I'm for defunding the police. um, And defunding the police means they don't automatically get dollars that they think they need to build up their their military style um, of, of carrying out peace officers. Right. Um, so I'm for defunding. Uh, uh, so so those things. Right. I mean, those are three things. I got more on my list. We're going to keep going through this list. But, bro, give me give me three things you're angry about. Just list your anger. And folks listening in, uh, we want you in the chat. Put your three things in the chat that you're angry about. We want to we want we're going to spend some time on uh, uh, embracing why we're angry and and making that OK for folks. Why are you angry? I think one of the first things that I put down when when we talked about this was the hashtag life expectancy of like, as long as a hashtag is good, we're, we're good. We're, you know, like it's a topic. And so I think one of the things that, that sparked a little bit of anger in me this week was that, you know, hashtag, you know, stop Asian hate became a thing that just stopped, which also then stopped other people from really caring about it, which means mm, that all mm, of our Asian mm. brothers and sisters go right back into hiding or right back into that space of feeling insecure, right back to not knowing or feeling if their community supports them. And one of the things that I've learned from from um, from the Black Lives Matter movement is that Mm -hmm. when you see you, when you consistently see the signs, when you consistently see people say it, you know that it's it's resonating somewhere. And, you know, stop Asian, stop Asian hate. It's not getting the traction that it needs because it's not more than it's not about using it as a like. So when I'm when I was pinpointing what makes me angry is the individuals who may have used it as a like to get likes or to get attention, to be on the bandwagon with what's what's going on, but are not, you know, helping further the call. Sometimes you keep saying it, you keep having the conversations. And that's part of why I'm bringing it up is because I feel like it's not a part of the conversation anymore. It should be a part of the conversation. It should be brought up more frequently. And, and, and we've been, and here's the thing, and I'm not saying this to, to be facetious or like toot my own horn or anything, but I've mentioned this since the beginning of the pandemic. And then, you know, it, it hit a fever pitch last month, which was a good thing. But, you know, like, let's keep this conversation going. Let's stop being relaxed about it. And let's start giving the platforms that we have and giving the microphones over to people in those communities so that they can uh, have their voices heard and so that they can be protected. And, you know, we've got our own fight, but there's room up here on these platforms and on these stages. And so it kind of just angers me to see like the silence 
you know, right. just so, a week later, it's like, oh, we've moved on. We've got something else to pay attention to. Right, right. Um, As though, so so we're angry at the dehumanization of of our Asian siblings, right? Correct. That uh, that it, it was a flash in the pan news story, and that's that's not that's not right. That's not how it should be handled. Um, and and folks folks should. Folks should still be talking out about that, right? So, yeah, man, I, 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 uh, I, I applaud that. So, here's here's one thing we know. Here's one thing we know, right? It's two black men on this call, right? Yeah. And we're saying we ain't we're angry, right? And and it's okay, and it is okay. Uh, what what we know is that the narrative of the angry black man is one that has been uh, uh, used in a negative way. Right. And so because there's two angry black men on this on this call on this podcast. Right. Um, uh, It 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 doesn't mean uh, the narrative that comes out of that, that you and I are going to go out and we're going to burn something down or (laughs) we're going to kill somebody or we you know, that's more reason for you to touch your bag in the elevator. That's right. That's a reason for you to walk across the street because these angry black men are out there. That's a reason why you won't have dialogue with us when you got something to say that needs to be said to us right but because you're angry i can't approach you come on man that's not that's not that's not who we are we like the narrative is we can be angry we can speak our mind. We can speak it through our own cultural lens, which yes. means if it come from Leroy Barber and he's angry, it's going to be loud. It's going to be it's yeah. going to be out there. I'm my my hands fail flailing <laughs> around and all that. Right. That's me. Right. That don't that does not mean that I'm going to come after you or I hate you or I we can't sit down and have a conversation about something else after that. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's, that narrative is false. That narrative <laughs> is a lie. That narrative is from evil. Yeah. That narrative is supremacist. Right. That narrative is wrong. Right. Yeah. We are angry black men. And guess what? We create stuff when we when when this happens to us right yeah. uh, uh the last time uh or not the last time but one of the times i was angry we created nfl kneel down right and we got five million people involved right that's what we do when we're angry uh, uh other folks around the country that i know who are angry um do the same things we create when we're angry yeah. and uh and i invite you to be angry and i invite you to create right yeah so so um so, so, so folks, if you on, it's okay. You're angry. Come on. Tell us why you're angry. We want, we want to shout it out and check it out. So I want to, I want to talk to you about something about this when we, so, you know, when it comes to this angry, this angry idea, what do you think people's resistance to anger comes from, especially black anger? Do you think it's a sense of fear, uh, laced behind, like, you know, like hidden behind guilt? Do you think that, you know, people have a fear of retribution coming or, or do you think that some people are taught this through pulpits and and the and people's church views on on you know I have been misinformed about angry about anger and, and and how you express your anger? What do you think this? What's the why behind why you think this is? You know, I, I, I it's it's interesting you ask that. Um, I don't know if you know um, or um, have heard of. Um, Dr. Joy DeGruy, DeGruy, right? Um, She says uh, that um, uh, people are scared. Uh, People are afraid of black people. 
That that's why, right? That that she she says just flat out, um, you 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 behave the way you do because you are afraid of black people. And uh, and she's right. You should check out. Uh, I, I want to shout out to her actually. Uh, theblackdetour.com. Um, uh, she is a just brilliant, brilliant black woman. Um, and so yeah, she just says people are just scared. They, 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 like they have been taught supremacy has put in their minds to be afraid of us. And she goes as far as to say, uh, the bigger you are as a, as a black man and the darker you are as a black man, the more afraid people are of you. Right. Mm. And so, so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's it, bro. Yeah. So people just, it, it is true that people fear what they don't understand. And, and so, all right, man, I'm going to give you, you asked me to give you three. I'm going to give you one that that really got me going this week. I got my uh, first COVID shot, right? And so when you get mm-hmm. your first shot, you get to reading and looking up on things because you just want to see. And I ran across these articles and then I listened to this story on NPR, uh, ironically, at the same time of running across these articles about how there's been an uprise in evangelical groups, uh, white evangelical groups, especially in the South, uh, prompting church members and other people in their communities not to take the vaccine for two reasons. One being that uh, in forming the vaccine, they used uh, stem cells from aborted fetuses. And you would be supporting abortion if you get the vaccine. The other notion was that um, the other notion was that it's a part of the, the, it's a mark of the beast. And so uh, it just so happened when I was listening to the NPR, there was a gentleman on from Duke Divinity who uh, kind of just dispelled a lot of that and has a really good website uh, that I was reading, you know, a few things on, you know, about it. But this we're here now. We're, we're getting closer. And I think what made me angry is that, like, just this concept of taking a group of people and weaponizing like your your platform to harm a group of people. And mm-hmm. in ma- mm-hmm. a mass mm-hmm. group of people, that's in in uh, this is a terrorist act to me. You know, when you use the platform that you have, when you use uh, your pulpit for heresy to basically to try to say that God cosigns your particular belief system to get a herd of people to not do something. And I'm not, and I know someone out there could say, well, you're doing the same thing right now. I'm not associating with with any one particular scripture. I'm not falsely trying to say you should do this because of that on this particular flat platform right now. But what I am saying is, you know, like that really, really upset me to, you know, like that really made me angry to see that people are still in this day, like considering everything that, that we're going through, causing people to have fear and also confusing people's uh, belief systems and, and confusing people's faith. Uh, and, and really, to some extent, you know, that the the byproduct of that is also demonizing people who may be participating in it uh, in those community who may be, you know, who may have gotten their shot. So right, that, right. that, that kind of just angered me just, just to see that that's actually a thing that's going on. The other thing that I put on my list is just, I just, ah, and this is a very, very personal thing. I just, just was angry at Tucker Carlson this week, man. Like the guy on Fox news, he actually sicked a lot of his friends, like all of the, the his listeners, on a good friend of mine who, you know, has a non-biased kind of media uh, channel on uh, YouTube, only 1,200 followers, but uses her uh, out of context 
And when I went and, you know, I, I always support her and go to click on, you know, hit like, even if I don't get a chance to watch the whole show. And there was hundreds of comments of just, and mainly just old, like it was mainly boomer age, you know, white males calling her some of the most vile names that I, I would never repeat, you know, but it just, it irritated me. It hurt me to see that someone could still use their platform in that way. So those were, those were my three angry things, the, the dying of the hashtag and uh, Tucker Carlson, you know, like using his platform to harm a, a black woman who's just trying to, to do her thing. And so that, th- those are my, those are my things, man. They made me angry this week. What about, you got a couple of more, don't you? Uh, well, well, I want to circle back. I want to circle back. So uh, one of the things, one of the things that's that's made me angry and continues to make me angry uh, is uh, is uh, white evangelicals, right? Um, just in general, I, just in general, man. Uh, well, it's not, and again, right? Uh, uh, it's not all of them, but it's too many, right? Um, and. Uh, the let's let's just say this: the system of white evangelicalism, right? The like it is now a system, and the system does what you just explained, right? It decides that what God wants and is and represents and how God presents himself in the world is based on their idea of who God is. Right. Yeah. That's angering. That has to make you angry. So what that means. Right. Oh, oh, throughout history and time, the folks that God has decided, hey, these are these are the main people, the main theologians. Right. The main uh, politicians, the main this is these white evangelicals. Come on, man. That's got to make you angry. That's got, like, like, how does that not make you angry? It does. I mean, especially when you think about the, the ramifications of what that does as far as spiritual abuse, like as far as what this does, you know, like the, the call that we have, you know, as individuals that, that are that are Christian, like it's the total opposite of our call. Well, yeah, yeah. So so, um, I, you know, <laughs> Bruh, I, 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 you know, I, I'm going down my list. Another, another, another thing that's is somewhat, somewhat um, personal because it's a friend, but it's also uh, uh, incredibly wrong. Uh, Shaniqua Walker Barnes, man, mm-hmm. um, uh, wrote a prayer, uh, and uh, this prayer was included in a book that she, 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 she spoke into, and. Uh, because it uh, 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 wasn't framed for white evangelicals to feel comfortable, she got her life threatened. She got phone calls of threats in the middle of the night. They called her job. I mean, it was a flood of ridiculousness towards a woman of color who is uh, one of the, like, like she is a reconciler at heart. She's not, she doesn't uh, placate whiteness, but she is a reconciler. 
Yeah. Right. And uh, and to catch all this heat, we're going to read up we, when we close this thing out. We're probably going to read our prayer, man. So because uh, I think I think I think I think I think more of us need to need to just just make it be known. No, nope, I'm standing with Shanika Walker Barnes. Right. So yeah. that's that's just a that's another thing. If you want to if, if, if you're listening in and you want to check out what happened with that, um, uh, she has she she wrote a blog on it and just just uh, just um. Yeah. Uh, Google Shanika Walker Barnes. Um, we, 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 uh, we, hopefully we might have a couple of people jumping on. I sent out a couple of links. Uh, we want to invite some folks on and say, what makes you angry? Come on. Yeah. Like, like well, give it to us right now. Right. Uh, come on. You, you, you got it. You got any more on your list? Cause I, I could keep going if you I, don't. I've got one. It, it, it's a broader topic, but it, 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 it's gun control that just this concept of, you know, I was sharing this with you earlier that, you know, there's this uh, website, uh, gunviolencearchive.org, that shows the mass shootings. Uh, it just keeps log of all the mass shootings. We have one today uh, in Louisiana, five injured. So I start going down the line and it's like every single day, like some days, like on the 15th, we had five, you know, five in one day. And so it really just angers me that we keep getting uh, politicians saying things about it. And nothing happening whatsoever, like no one really passing any laws or doing anything. Um, Barack Obama, when when first coming in office, I remember hearing the rhetoric in 2008 before the election. He's going to take our guns away. And I remember gun prices and bullet prices going up and, and gunpowder prices going up and, and people panicking. And eight years later, nothing, you know, and then you knew Trump wasn't going to do it. But someone's going to have to stand up at some point and recognize these are bodies like these are lives like and this isn't about and this is a broader topic of like it's not about uh, when it comes to gun violence and us being realistic about needing gun control. And what that looks like is, you know, like that's a conversation that needs to be had if we really care about humanity. Mm -hmm. This isn't this isn't bipartisan like this shouldn't be a. Republican, uh, you know, Democrat issue. We need to do something about gun lobbyists. And should they even be allowed to lobby for such a, a an, an industry? We need to rethink, not even so much rethink. I think the most common, uh, I think everyone outside of the politicians who are keeping uh, these gun manufacturers safe and allowing them to distribute guns uh, onto the streets in, in, our, in our country. I think all of us want this across the board. This is one of those subjects that I believe that, you know, all of us are being touched by it. And initially was like, oh, you know, just a few schools, just a few places. It's all of us now. Well, yeah. So so the gun violence is a space that makes us angry. Right. Yeah. And um, uh, it can be uh, it can be changed. Right. Like. Literally, I think it could be changed with one ruling, one change. Um, uh, uh, and that that change uh, can be can be done fairly quickly. It is get rid of the exemption, right, that gun companies have from getting sued. Right. Yeah, yeah. that's it. They would change. They'll change, and they can't get sued right now. Yeah, they have an exempt. Most people don't know this. They have an exemption 
political lobby for like that they gun companies cannot get sued if you use their gun in a, the wrong way. They can't get sued. It does like nope. And they are exempt. So they just keep going. They just keep going. They just keep lobbying. They just keep coming out with some crazy with some craziness. Uh, and 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 that's making me angry. Oh, we had we have there uh, Daniel Hughes uh, joining us, jumping in. Uh, and uh, uh, yo, we're gonna have some folks jumping in and out uh, because we 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 want to we want to um, make sure uh, that we get some other folks uh, some time to tell us why they're angry. So Daniel, uh, we are we are going through a list. Uh, uh, welcome to the Sit Up Podcast. Uh, you are on uh, with our producer Andrew Morgan and, and myself. And today's topic is uh, what makes you angry. Uh, and we have opened a door to say it is okay to be angry uh, uh, and own that anger. Uh, and uh, and so, so Daniel, uh, this few minutes that we we gonna have you on here, uh, what makes you angry right now, bro? What 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 what's getting under your skin? Well, hello, hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we yeah, got we can you. Hear you. Okay, okay. Um, what, what makes me angry right now? Um, I just put up a, uh, a Facebook post the other day that said, um, you know what? I, I'm finally breathing for the first time since 1992 when I watched Rodney King get beaten and my eyes saw it and common sense told me that the guys who did it would get in trouble. And, uh, I've, I've never really been able to trust what I could see since then. And then to see 12 brave, courageous jurors, Americans, uh, citizens of Minnesota um, have the courage to say that what they did was actually wrong. Um, although that gives me hope in those 12 people and it's possible, I'm extremely angry that we still have to see the double standard and have to defend a comment like um, I'm finally breathing for the first time since 1992. The fact that folk don't get it uh, still makes me really extremely angry. It's human life. It's about a, a human life. You only have to make it about race. It's like the devaluing of human life by law enforcement in this system, our government, our country, makes me extremely angry. Well, man, that's a that like that's Excellent. interesting, right? That's a good one, right? We got like we got a moment, and literally, it was just a moment, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and now, and you got to explain why you why why you're enjoying that moment. What well, that's some man, that's some craziness. That, like uh, even even in a moment to take a take a quick breath in, um, we got to explain. We got to explain it. Uh, why we why we why this is important uh, to to black people and why this is important to to communities of color why this is important for all these moms out here losing their losing their sons right um, yeah that that's 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 good thank you for sharing that man um, uh, Drew Drew you got something to add on to that or, or or Daniel if you have another another thing that's making you angry come on shout it out go ahead Daniel. Yeah, I mean, the fact that we don't have enough spaces just to be angry. Like, if I want to kick in a uh, trash can right now, I'm walking through the airport just getting uh, around my city, and if I were to kick this trash can, I already know it's going down. That makes me angry. Like, I should be able to be an angry black man if I want to and not get arrested for it or look that crazy. 
That right there makes me angry. The double standard makes me angry. Right. So I appreciate right. the space, though. Well, bro, that that's that's real, right? And what you just said reminds me of like how how little we hear about the Jesus that turned over tables, right? Mm. Uh, uh, <laughs> so your your kicking a trash can is representative of Jesus going in that temple and and turning everything over, right? Uh, and 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 folks don't want to know that Jesus. Folks don't want to know this 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 angry Jesus. Right. They 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 co-opt in our stories, trying to trying to keep trying to keep black men from 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 exhibiting their anger, right? Uh, and so uh, that's that's a good one, bro. We we, we appreciate that, man. Yeah, man, that's good. Yeah, that's a good point. Like having space, safe spaces, and that, a lot of that is you know like how we tend. We're gonna have to start normalizing, and that's what we're doing on this show right here, right now, and creating that space. So that's really that's really definitely encouraging uh, to even just have that being said right there. So I've got I got one more. Daniel, do you got any more before we let you go, man? I got more, but that's it for now. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for jumping on, bro. We appreciate you. And uh, you. you We didn't say that you were representing Cincinnati, Ohio. We need okay. to we need to we need to make sure to shout out your 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 peeps and your place. So thank uh, you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Cincinnati, Ohio, thanks for being in the house. All right. You brother take care. All, All right, bro. Too. All right. That's good. We got we got uh I love having that interaction. That's the P. That's the public discourse. So uh, Leroy, you've put out the link to a few more people. We got you think we got a few more coming in real soon. Yeah, we might we might have one more. I, 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 I'm hoping Michelle Lang will jump in here with us yes. uh, for for a minute or two um, and, and give her list. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, so so yeah. Uh, so, so I think go ahead. Well, I no. got one more, but go ahead first. I got one. okay. So here's the one that I got, and, and you know I work in media, and this is the thing that I'm passionate about, and. And as a aspiring, like up and coming guy, you know, working in, in making films, one of the things that makes me angry is, uh, is the individuals that tend to, and this is just me, just being angry about the individuals that are getting a lot of mainstream play uh, off of creating content that is surrounded around black trauma. And so there's been a lot of articles and other things written about it. I understand that when people make their art, they have the right to, you know, even as black people, we have the right to. Um, to do whatever art we feel we want to do. And if you got the, you know, the deal to get it out there, do it. I, I hate that I can see a movie that's about something positive starring black people and it does not get the same play as something that has, you know, like, you know, that's about our trauma. And so oh, it's funny how when these things tend to happen, you know, when we see a shooting and we see our trial, you know, a polarizing trial of this nature comes up, uh, then the more popular shows that are being you know promoted and pushed are are movies that come out that all have this negative storyline uh, that's surrounded around our black trauma. And I want us to start making more positive films and more positive documentaries and things that are basically surrounded around the positivity of, of what it means to be black. It's not all like it right now we're talking about our anger, but even within that, there's a joy within it to to and uh, us grabbing a piece of who we are. It doesn't always have a tragic or sad ending. And so uh, that's one of mine that that this week I read a couple of articles about it. But 
We've got uh, we've got Michelle Lang Raymond on right now. Hey, hey, Michelle Lang Raymond. Um, welcome, welcome, welcome to Sit Up Podcast. Uh, and we are uh, we are we we've dedicated this show today uh, to anger uh, and uh, and and and. And wanting to set a place uh, and put out a vibe that it is okay to be angry, uh, and uh, and getting people's lists. So so uh, Andrew Morgan and I have been putting out our list. We had Daniel Hughes jump on from Cincinnati and give us a couple. Uh, so it's good to get a black woman up on on here. Uh, Always. To- <laughs> Always good. <laughs> Full stop, period, unapologetically. <laughs> if I if we show up, you're blessed. <laughs> right. Well, 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 black woman, tell us why you are angry. What's your list? Oh, so you know, I have a uh, one reason I'm angry is I was looking at y'all, I was looking at the podcast just now, and I was seeing Leroy smiling and laughing, and it actually made me mad. Honestly, and, and the reason the reason it made me mad was because you're talking about some really serious thing. Mm-hmm. It didn't make me mad, mad because I know Leroy, but you you guys are talking about some serious things, and I think it it was a little, I don't know, I felt some kind of way mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you sort of have to present like these very serious things, you know, in a almost soft shell kind of way sometimes, and. And almost like there's a time limit on how long we can be angry, right? Mm, so, mm, so one that kind of made me think, like, you know, what? I really get it's really frustrating to have to sort of package anger mm, mm. Uh, in a way that's palatable for people. Oh um, man, yeah. That, so, so one that kind of sent me away. But again, oh. I know you, so that's a little different. But I was like, for the people that may or may not know him. That you know, this may or, this may convey something that that shouldn't be conveyed, which is because we're still alive and we're still we're still okay. That everything's okay. It's like mm, it's not, but we have to sort of. I don't know. Anyway, I don't want to go that far into that, but that 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 was one thought I had. No, that's legit, and that's that's why we need black women up on here to yeah. to keep us straight. And you're you're right. And I don't think I'm not I'm not I'm not suggesting you change anything, Leroy. I just think that there should be sort of a uh, you know how they have those words that go across the bottom of a screen. I feel like there should be those words that say he's actually really pissed, but y'all can't take it. That's actually what mm. I want. <laughs> That's what I want to say. <laughs> but um, so anyway, there's that. Um, I would say the thing that I'm angry about is um, that that we still that that as a country. We are still more in love with our freedoms than we are with the idea of actually entreating each other uh, with the humanity that we all deserve. Like Mm -hmm. some of the arguments that I get into with people around stuff that's happened, particularly this week, is people are arguing about if a person they're not arguing about um, I want to say it. What the, the argument about life and guns or life and free speech or life and whatever other freedoms we enjoy in this country. I'm like, you're arguing about someone's life versus um, your your freedom to have a have a gun or you're arguing about someone's life versus your freedom to say whatever you want, even if what you want to say is dangerous to someone else's life. And I'm just always just I'm stumped and I'm angered. 
that people think that those arguments are um, equal. Like, I don't even know, like, how is that an equal? How is that an equal contemplation? Like, how is that an equal consideration? Mm, it mm. frustrates me when people um, take arguments about the sanctity of human life and turn it into an argument about a, a, a particular freedom you have or not. So right, that angers. right, right, right. Yeah, and it angers me that um, that it took all that it took to get a conviction in the George Floyd case. That pisses me off. Like it took literally all of the planets aligned, not literally, it took all of those things aligning to get a conviction in this case. And I just think it's hard to celebrate that. It's hard to celebrate when, you know how we say, you know, in the black community, we have a a phrase that said, it don't take all that. And the George Floyd case shows it actually does take all that. Yeah. And that's a, a, and that kind of angers me. Well, I mean, and that's that's the thing, right? So folks are folks are jumping jumping in and going like like we had to have, you know, video proof, right? Um and and still a two-week trial, right? Um and we still had to watch George Floyd be put on trial, right? Yeah. Um mm-hmm. uh, still to get one conviction, right? This has never happened in Minnesota in that state. And one conviction took all that. So folks are coming like, how are we going to get another one? Mm-hmm. Right? If we got to have all of that, how are we going to get another conviction? Yeah, it takes all of that. It, ta- it literally takes all of that. And not only does it take all of the stuff that you saw in the trial, it takes the whole world watching that trial for you to get that. Right. It takes a, it yeah. takes knowing yeah. that the whole world is watching for everybody to act right. So when nobody's watching, when people aren't watching. Right. That's yeah. Like, that. Yeah. So so as much as I rejoice this week, I am still angry that it does take all of that. Um, I, that that does anger me. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so can you I mean, the, one of one of the things I listed in the beginning was, you know, like literally while that verdict was going on, we, you know, um, Micaiah Bryant is, is killed by police. Right. right. And one of the angering things out of that um, is the downplay um, of it all. Right. LeBron James throws up a tweet. He pulls it back down. Right. All these kinds of things. And uh, can, go ahead. Can I, let me just jump in and say, it does anger me that people, so people want to argue them. I can't say, how do you say her name again? Micaiah. Micaiah. I people, think that's the correct, yeah. People want to argue in Micaiah's case that she was in a fight, that she had a butcher knife, like a butter knife, literally. Um, and uh, uh, and they want to argue um, that the officer had no choice, that she had, you know, that she had to die. And I'm like, we are, we train officers um, to to not only de-escalate, but to have to we I hope we're training officers to have this level of bravery that kicks in that the rest of us don't have. And quite frankly, I feel like a lot of officers are displaying behavior um, that is not brave, but the behavior is, um, if I can say it the way I really mean it, is lazy. 
Like mm. back in the day, you see a fight and you want to break the fight up. You actually have to get in the fight and break it up. You don't get to stand, you know, mm-hmm. 10 feet mm-hmm. back and just mm-hmm. shoot at somebody in the chest. And I, I heard somebody say, well, they're not trained to shoot, you know, in the leg or in the smaller, you know, smaller regions. You're trained to shoot straight on. And I just think that angers me. Like, I don't understand how, if that is true, how are we not trained to do anything other than kill? How, that doesn't make sense to me because Micaiah was a, is a citizen, was a citizen of this country, just like all the other people that were there on that street. And so it angers me that people, you know, again, want to defend some kind of freedoms or defend some training or defend whatever and not really think about this was a 15 year old's life and that cop was is supposed to be trained uh, to keep everybody there alive as best as possible, to protect everybody there. You don't know what's going on. The cop was literally saying, what's going on? So you actually don't know what's going on. And yet you fire four times into a situation. And I just think, I don't want to hear arguments about, um, about, um, about, about that he had no other choice. I just don't, I just don't, I don't receive that. I don't receive that as a valid mm-hmm. argument. Mm-hmm. I don't hear it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, I don't hear that. And again, there's too many times that we have video and evidence where police seem to be able to conduct themselves according to humanity when it's other people. Right. And I don't understand why you why why that why you can't do that when you roll up on a group of black people. And that, yeah. that angers yeah. me. Yeah. You know, you know, um, Austin Channing Brown uh, said she put out this week and she said, you know, hey, the downplaying of this uh, uh, has something to do with the fact that this is a woman, the fact that this is a black woman. Right. And all of a sudden we can we can backpedal a little bit. Right. Um, What do you think about that? Do you think there's some truth in that? Like. Like because because of this that because she's a woman because she's a black woman like there's a little there's a little bit of less of aggressiveness in holding these people accountable. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I have to think about that. I have to think about that. Um, and I might have to think about that because um, as a black woman, that might be a truth that my brain just can't take, Mm. right? Or that my heart just cannot take. Um, And so if I agree with that, then I have to agree to something that is gonna hurt my my heart, hurt my feelings. Mm. Um, Mm. Because as much as black women raise up uh, on behalf of particularly black men, but really this whole country, Mm -hmm. um, I I don't wanna, I'm having a, I'm having a, I'm having a purposeful cognitive dissonant moment because it's like I don't want to agree to that because mm-hmm, of what mm-hmm. that means to me, to what that might mean to my personhood, mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. um, I don't disagree with it. It's just really hard to sit here and agree yeah. with it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 real. Thank, yeah, yeah. I, I I can see that for sure. I would hate to think that as much as black women show up for this country and this and this and, and our communities and our families. And we're not perfect. I'm not saying black women are perfect. I'm not, I don't want to put that out there, but I would hate to think that that is the case. Um, but part of me does think that that is the case, that black women are deemed um, less necessary to defend. Uh, I do think I, I do agree with that. Mm-hmm. It's just a hard, it's just a hard pill to swallow. 
That's that 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 is that is that's incredibly hard to swallow. And and again, right, that reaches down into this this anger space for me. Um, uh, that that uh, that I that that we need to get out. It's not just me, right? Um, uh, and 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 we hear these like I hear people being angry, right? In smaller groups, I hear people being angry, like in a message to me, right? I hear people being angry in an email, but public anger by black people um, uh, is is not the norm, right? That or space to say publicly, I'm angry. Here's why, here's why I'm angry. And you need to listen uh, to me, to me process some of this because yeah, it's, you know, it's going to help. This morning, this morning I, and this last night and this morning, and I got to jump off after this, but this morning I was finishing watching the trial, the uh, trial of the Chicago seven on Netflix. I'm a, hist- I'm a history buff, so I already mm-hmm. knew about it, but I watched it. I was watching the movie anyways. It's really good. Everybody, you, people should watch it. But in that movie, as was in real life, uh, Black Panther Party leader Bobby Seale had to sit there and endure being told countless times that he really didn't have a right uh, to be angry, that he, had no, that he had no voice. And it was, when you look at the movie and you think about it being in real life, just one, the the lunacy of someone telling you that you don't have a right to be angry, you don't have a right to have a voice, just the craziness of that in America is one thing, but to actually have it happen in a, in a, in a legitimate court hearing uh, in front of you know people watching where you're telling a black man that he doesn't have a voice and if he has a voice, you will literally send him to prison for it. Um, it, is, it, is, it is a maddening reality. It's a maddening thought um, that people would like black folks on a on would like black folks to just sort of grin and bear it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so, so yeah. So we can't be done. We can't yeah, be done. Yeah, we can't be done. Well, Michelle, I know you got stuff to do and I, I appreciate you jumping on uh, and bringing us, bringing us a word. And uh, uh, folks, Andrew, if y'all don't you, know, Andrew, you're really nice. I was getting ready to shout out Axe on on stage. So if y'all don't know, get to know Michelle Lang um, uh, with Axe on, Michelle Lang Raymond with Axe on stage. All right. Love you guys. All right. Thank you. Well, that's, that's, that right there, that's what we needed to hear today, right? Because that's how we create this safe space. And this is how we continue this conversation and this narrative. Like, you know, that it's okay to be angry. Uh, We got a comment over here uh, from Joel where he's saying, you know, like he, he, he calls back to the time where uh, Trump called uh, LeBron James a racist. And he's asking to kind of like talk about this concept of can black, you know, can, uh, can people of color be racist? And he wants you to talk about that a little bit. And, but that's one of those angering statements. I've seen you get angry uh, when people say this too, when they call out a black person as a racist or they call out a person of color as a racist for expressing uh, their rights and their freedoms. And so we've seen that a lot where, um, the response to, you know, uh, Black Lives Matter, uh, people saying, well, that's racist if you don't say all lives matter and, and all those type of things. So what, what do you say about that, that kind of that kind of conversation, man? So so so, yeah. So here here is the thing. Right. So let's say let's let's just example white racism, black racism. OK, let's just say that. Right. So. Um, we'll get to black racism uh, and, 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 uh, uh, Dr. Dr. Uh, oh my gosh. Uh, I need, I, I, I want to, I want to give her her credit, um, for, 
Dr. Joy DeGruy, D-E-G-R-U-Y, gives this example. Okay, white racism. Name things that white racism can do to the group, a group, a community of black people. Name some things, right? Name some things. Oh, in real life. Uh, let's see, gentrification, uh, murder, just flat out, just straight up murder. Um, mm -hmm. Colonization, just a complete stripping of culture. Uh, mm -hmm. Rape. Um, there's just a lot of different things I could just continue to go with. Right. So uh, housing, yeah. housing, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, white racism affects housing. It affects jobs, right? It affects health care. It affects the economy, police, like you just said. Now, name... Name now. Let's go to black racism. Name what black racism can do to affect white communities as a group. Name some. Uh, scare them. Um. Exactly. <laughs> I mean that that what racism. Like white people have the power. They they can say they cannot like black people living near them and they can do something about it. Yeah. I'm a black person. I don't like white people living near me. Ain't Jack you can do about it. Racism is encompassing of power. Power and privilege. Right? They're like no black people uh, as a whole cannot do anything to affect the lives uh, of white people. Can white people as a whole do something to affect the lives of black people? Absolutely. Right. It's a difference. Yeah. And 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 and, and Dr. George grew uh, 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 irons this out beautifully. Yeah. So that's a good question right there. Good comment. And like we say with the Sit Up Podcast, the P stands for public discourse. We always want to hear from you. Uh, we've heard from a couple of people. They hopped into Zoom. Do you got any more Zoom invites uh, out there? Are we? No, okay. no, we I think I think uh, we had some folks out. We don't know if they're going to jump in. So we've been on for a little over an hour. We should okay. probably, All right, probably so be wrap before we get out. I got a couple of uh, things that I need. I got a little business. I want you to take care of the Voices Conference is coming up. Uh, give us a little bit of uh, let us know what the Voices Conference is all about. Uh, let us know how we can register uh, real quick, because that is coming up really, really soon. It's in Chicago. I love I love the factor that it's in Chicago and past the Jays involved. So let us know, man. Absolutely. The Voices Project does a conference every year. It's been virtual. It was virtual last year. It'll be virtual again this year. Um, the Voices Conference, uh, we uh, encourage, train, and promote leaders of country around the world. Uh, and we have a conference every year that's centered on the work and lives of leaders of color. Uh, so if you uh, want to chime in and join in a space that purposely decenters whiteness and talks to people of color about leadership, and this year, our theme is just create. So out of this space of hardship, how do we create? Uh, it is May 14 and 15 virtually. If you please register at uh, voices-project.org, go on there, click on the conference, hit the registration, uh, and we would love to see you. All right. Well, real quick, before we get out, I want one more shout out before we get out. Uh, you gave a little bit of an update on the Voices School, right? The Voices Project. Mm -hmm. uh, can, and it's been I don't think we've gotten a chance to go live and do anything since then. So I just want to take advantage of us being on 
Uh, can you tell me a little bit about that? And then also, this is like this is the shout out on the way out. All right. And the other thing is I also want you to mention uh, if it is advantage, like if it's something you want to mention is someone running for school, uh, school board again. So uh, let's let's get down with that real quick. So Voices School um, is now um, a state certified uh, graduate school um, that um, will study theology and community development. Uh, it is centered in the idea of liberation and transformation. Right. Uh, we will start some classes this fall. So go to uh, voicesschool.org and look it up. And also Donna Barber, who is the co-founder of the Voices Project, is running for school board. And so May 18th, if you're in the David Douglas School District, make sure you mail in your ballot uh, on time and uh, and get Donna Barber back into this school board position. She is the first and only Black person uh, on the school board. So That's yeah, big. here we go. That's the first. All right. So we're going to be wrapping it up for the Sit Up Podcast. Uh, Leroy, are you going to pull up that uh, that prayer for us to kind of close out with? Or do you want to just we well, just post it later if you want? Yeah, we'll, po- we'll, we'll post, post it Shanika Walker Barnes' uh, prayer. Remember, yeah. uh, we got some new episodes of the Sit Up Podcast coming up really, really soon. So thank you for listening. Please trust me. You need to share today's uh, today's Sit Up Podcast with your family, with your friends. You need to start having conversations around this. It doesn't matter who you are. This is a conversation that needs to be had. We were angry today and we will be angry next time. This is a new segment to the Sit Up Podcast. Uh, so we will be doing this again. If there's something you're angry about when we're on, know that we've got a platform for you to be able to voice that uh, and, and let it be known in a safe space amongst your uh, peers. So I'm your producer, Andrew Morgan. Uh, Leroy, what you got for him on the way? Out? I am Leroy Barber. Uh, this is the Sit Up Podcast. Thanks for being on. Uh, let's begin. Thinking, live life like you know the clock's ticking. On your mark, get set, ready.